listening to the Killy Shrew View podcast, the home of two clubs, one love, Shrewsbury Town and Kilmarnock FC. Hello listeners and welcome to another episode of the Kelly Shrew View, Two Clubs, One Love with myself Martin and my co-host Rob. Um, now it's a bit of a strange uh, time of the year really um, because all of a sudden the games have stopped if you're a Kilmarnock fan. Um, if you're a Shrewsbury fan they're still going on but in the meantime you've got this thing called the World Cup. Yeah, World Cup in November. What the hell is that all about? It's been banged on about for a few months now um, as we've got nearer to it. And now it's happening. It just feels weird. And obviously the first game kicked off today. And instead of watching it like I normally would, I'm cooking my gammon dinner. But what was my co-host Rob doing? Rob, how are we? What were you doing this afternoon when the game was on? Oh, do you know what? I watched it. I thought, oh. out of curiosity. <laughs> I, mate, I, I knew I would. I knew I would. Um, <laughs> you and, fell um, for it. No, I, I know all the, the the controversy around it, and I thought the BBC actually addressed it really well today. They spent a good half an hour, forty minutes before the game, not showing any of the uh, um, opening ceremony, just addressing all the controversy. So, um, and I think they had to do that. But um, yeah, it's just so weird. I mean, the other day I was um, I had the radio on at work, and I think the Pogues come on as like the first uh, Christmas song they were showing, and then Vindaloo was on half an hour later. So I don't, it's just such a weird remix, isn't it? You, you, um, know, you know, you know what? It's funny you mentioned the Pogues because um, it was must have been, or oh, I don't know what it was. My, I think my wife was working uh, a shift um, at the hospital on the Monday, so I was taking her to work on the Tuesday morning uh, for a, a actual normal day job, and. Um, the Xmas, the Christmas songs came on. You know, you get the music channel uh, just dedicated to Christmas songs. Like, <laughs> and I was like, ah, "Have you been putting this on the radio last night?" She's like, ah, "I just fancied that on the way home." No, and I was like, "Oh my god!" So anyway, I, I started listening to her cough. I was like, "I had to turn that off." And then I dropped my dropped my wife off, and then obviously Charlotte's in the back. She's like, ah, "Dad," I was like, "What, well, Dad? Can I have jingle bells?" And I'm like, ah seriously like i was like you know what like, <laughs> put it on and then i put it on right got back and then it was funny because like later on that uh, i think it was that day or it might be the day after i was painting i was doing this uh, her room just repainting it and usually i put on like some dance music or just put on a podcast and i think i put a pod i put actually put uh put the uh, latest podcast on for in the stuffs obviously they're doing a the chat about the world cup and all that yeah um um, so I won't ruin it for anyone who's not listened to it. Yeah, I've listened um, to it. It was decent. Uh, yeah, it was good. So I had a had a good laugh at that. I was actually laughing at Dave Edwards uh, running around in the airport. Um, yeah. <laughs> that made me chuckle. But then after that, I was just like, I'll put some Christmas songs on. So um, even I've got into the uh, buzz of Christmas. But then, like you say, um, you put the radio on. And to be fair, up in Scotland, uh, you're not going to get Vindaloo on the local radio. Um, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know what you mean. I can imagine it's uh, proper weird. I mean, you put on the tally and 
they're talking about it's war cop and i just and for me even if it was in another country like it would be weird but uh, the fact it's in qatar with everything that's all the controversy yeah. that's gone against it and uh, to be honest like i've just fell out of love with international football um you know i'm not even when we were doing really well in the last two tournaments yeah okay i, I i've got to admit I'm not like a big massive international fan like I used to be. Um, for me, it was a golden generation, you know. Um, and you know, when I was growing up as a kid, for me, like you know, I think the last World Cup I really enjoyed was probably, or oh, maybe which one was it? We didn't qualify for Euro 2008. The 2010 in Africa was a bit of a drab, so it would have been the one before that in Germany. I think 2006. Yeah, that was the last time I really enjoyed a World Cup. Because um, then also the golden generation started to fall away um, mm. after that. I actually so, quite enjoyed Russia, the last one, believe it or not. I thought it was going to be uh, okay. I, I, I did and I didn't. I, I was on holiday, I think, at the time. And that. so, uh, to be honest, the only game, I, I liked the Euros like in last year when it, I think it was more a case of because of it being postponed. Yeah, It, it was great to get that relief back. And But again, it felt weird because it was all in different countries. I, I, I just think... You know, there's talks. I think this is the last World Cup now before it changes to like 48 teams and groups are free. Mm. For me, I'm just like, ah, if it's working, don't don't break it, like. And I just feel yeah. as though they're just trying to get more club, uh, more international teams, you know, qualifying to get a chance. I just feel like it's not the same, and and that's for me, international football is just it's all about money now. Um, yeah, this is you know, Qatar's an example of that. Um, in my head, I'm. It's weird. I'm like, I'm. I'm at Adam. I'm not watching it. Like, but in, I'm in the back of my mind. I'm like, there's a bit of me that wants to. Yeah. Um, but I'm sort of like, actually, like I just said to you before that to start, I totally forgot the what time the England game was kicking off tomorrow. So mm. it, it's one of them where I'm not like that fussed. I'd rather just go and watch a Kilmarnock game or, or you know, I'm buzzing for a Shrewsbury game and that. And, and to be honest, I'd rather watch that, you know, than international football. But you know, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of listeners out there that obviously have spent some hard-earned cash that have gone over there and fair play to them. You know, they're dedicated to the cause. So, like, Sir Lee Vaughan, you know, big Shrewsbury fan. He was at Sheffield Wednesday yesterday and he's obviously spent a lot of money to go over there. Um, there's a, um, I think there's, uh, who is it? Jason, is it? A big Wales fan as well. I think he's gone over and there's a couple of, you know, Welsh fans that are Shrewsbury fans. So, uh, safe journey to the uh, Salopians that have obviously travelled um, far and wide to go and see their nations but you know for me it's just I'm not in it I, th I think it'll gather momentum I think there's a lot of people in the same camp as you at the minute where just not that fussed they've got you know times are hard it's freezing cold it's the end of the year Christmas is coming and a World Cup gets plonked in the middle of it and I think I think once England get a couple of games uh, or whoever you're supporting really England Wales whatever um, I, I do think it will gather momentum Mm, I don't know. I just, yeah, I, it's one of those. It's, it's not. It's, it's let's put it this way. It's, it's a World Cup that everyone wants to get out of the way because they want to get back to watching their clubs play. I think, and that's the yeah. thing. See if it was in, see if it was in Qatar in the summer, which it wouldn't be because you'd be dying out there <laughs> mm. uh, playing football. Hence why it's moved to this time of year. But if it was, if if that was the case, then it may may work. But it's just, I like it. I just think it's the time of year. It's just doesn't work for me you know and it's just it's a shame really because you know we we um we had covid and then we we had to wait for euros an extra year and then um obviously 
you know the, the world cup it's the world cup for me is like one of the best tournaments i love as a kid and i just it's a shame that i'd no longer enjoy it but yeah it is what it is what it is isn't it out of curiosity who do you think is going to win it um to be honest i don't think england will win it i think they're just too hyped up uh for me england they've got a very good squad but they can't play as a team and southgate will pick players that are not playing in in form system as well yeah harry or Maguire will play and yeah okay he's never let him down in an england shirt but I'm not being funny, just he's not being the player this year, you know, from what I've seen. Uh, so I, I just think that, you know, if you've got someone like Mbappe up against Maguire, like, you know, they rip him apart. So um, France obviously missing a couple of key players, but they've still got danger uh, amongst them. Um, I, I, I'm going to look at look at Brazil's attack. I mean, Brazil's attack is phenomenal. Like, you know, you've got uh, Rafinha, um, Richarlison, Anthony, um, Neymar. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, you just got. I mean, the list is endless. Like, um, in, in Brazil, you know, have got a sort of new sort of generation coming through, um, and and a lot of them players are on form at the minute. So, for me, Brazil will be one of those teams where you probably, you know, expect them to go far every year anyway. But especially this year, I think they'll do really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Argentina, um, one of those teams where again you expect them to be there. Messi's last World Cup. Um, so again, I think Argentina will run a good course. Um, so I'm, I'll stick my neck out and just say Brazil on this one. I think yeah. they'll uh, win it. I don't think they've won it for a while. So mm-hmm. um, Germany aren't as strong as they used to be. Um, uh, Belgium, one of those teams where again you expect them to get there, but some of their players are getting on a bit now. Um, so they're not as young as they used to be. Um, they probably a bit like England had that generation where they probably just missed out. Yeah, they did have a golden generation. So I think for for them, that's but for dark horses, I don't know. I've got this feeling that Denmark, you know, they did well in the Euros, give England a good game in the semi final, was it? Mm. Um, so I think Denmark would be a team to watch, you know, and then yeah. one of the, and then you've always got um, maybe Holland, you know, Holland yeah. as well. Um, they've got probably a bit like England, you know, got good individuals but can't play as a team. But I think Holland are sort Holland are sorted at the back, and we're not. <laughs> I think we're we're as good as anybody going forward. But it's no good when you're going to play five at the back and two holding midfielders against Iran, is it? Uh, my my worry for England, if um, you know, in in any international I've watched in the past, and that is what happens if Kane gets injured. Because yeah, for me, there's no one else as good as Kane to be replaced, and um, well. There is good players, but they're just not there. So, um, <laughs> uh, ex-town player, you never thought you would there. Uh, you would think Ivan Tony would reach um, as far as he has in his career, um, but he's done absolutely well. But he now looks like he's absolutely um, fucked. It. Probably fucked it is one way to put it. Uh, his career, um, not just for England, but his well, his, the rest of his career. I mean, he, he really could be looking at a serious ban, which could put him out of action for quite a long time. Southgate must have known when he was doing his uh doing his squad because I was I, think, I was really yeah. surprised when he didn't get in. I, th- I think I think let's let's face it this way Tony gets in if that um if he isn't investigated there's no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. Um you know you can brush it whatever way they want. There's no way he was getting in that team. As soon as I heard before the World Cup and that about him obviously 
cooperating with the FA, you knew straight away he wasn't going to be in that squad. And mm, obviously mm. he wasn't. So it wasn't really a surprise for me when he wasn't picked. Um, it's quite ironic he scored two at Man City and they beat him. But then obviously they all came out just after that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, an interesting one that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like going back to what's saying about England, you know, Harry Kane, you know, you'd have Ivan Tony and then uh, even Tammy Abraham's doing really well at Roma. Um, mm. You know, one that got away at Chelsea again. He's a, a top top player. Um, I don't. I just. I just for me, them two are the sort of players you would probably look at. Um, and obviously, they're not in the squad. So, um, Rashford for me, he's not an out and out striker. He's more an out wide player. But again, you know, he's a good player. But yeah, just it's just what like say Hollander a good up. Um, so not Hollander. Brazil are really strong up top, and obviously England aren't um, as strong as well. They are strong, but like I say, they can't play as a team. They just mm. they've too many individuals, you know, too many good players, but just can't play together, in my opinion. So, but it we'll is, see. We'll see. It, yeah, that's it is what it is. Like I say, to be honest, I'm not. I know it sounds bad. I just I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I'm I'm just not fast either way, you know. For me, yeah. just, it's it's hard to get excited about it these days. Um, but you know. Fair dues, obviously. Hope they do well. Uh, obviously, if they if they come back, then great. Um, but I'm not going to be one of these people shouting about it because you know, I'm not really going to be into it, watching it. So um, yeah, but I'm sure you'll be watching it uh, now. You've watched Absolutely. the first game. <laughs> yeah, I I still think France will win it again. Even though they've got the injuries, I think the squad depth is ridiculous. I mean, Benzema's out now, and you know, to most nations, like like you know, the thing you mentioned with Kane, if you lose a player of that quality, you probably you're not going to win anything. But oh well, they've got what Griezmann and Mbappe. I'm sure they'll Dembele. I'm sure they'll cope. Yeah, so they've lost the Ballon d'Or player of the year, but then who cares because they've got Mbappe to replace yeah. or yeah. like you say, loads of other young talent. You know. Um, so yeah, no. To be fair, France have got good depth as well. So it's you, you know what, like um, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, like you say, once the the games get going, it may gather momentum. But um, for me, I'm just going out doing my Christmas shopping tomorrow on the day off. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've got a few other things to do. But I've actual fact, I'm getting my um my injection, my fourth one. So I'm getting my flu jab. So I'm just getting my um vaccine, the fourth one. Yeah. As well. So, shout out to uh, Brian Cordwell. We've got his latest one. There was a tweet put up about that, and he was obviously yeah. uh, encouraging other people to get it. So, obviously, to people out there that you know want to keep keep there uh, to, to take it. Obviously, there's people out there that don't want to, which is fair enough. But there's people mm-hmm. out there that do. So, make sure you uh, get down and um, do what you need to do to keep yourself safe. So uh, that's that's a note on that one. But um, yeah, so. Before we talk about Sheffield Wednesday and we talk about sort of what I wanted to really cover in this, um, you know, you've been up too much this week. How's your how's your week been the last seven days? Since um, well, I had to beat the jet lag first at the beginning of this week because I, I got back last week, didn't I? So um, <laughs> that's right. Um, and it, yeah, just back into work, mate. And then was at the, uh, the boxing yesterday. Um, shout out Liam Davis, um, Shropshire lad from Telford, European champion now. So um, we don't get many champions coming out of Shropshire so yeah it was pretty good good stuff nice one good shout out there nice one hopefully he hears that maybe give him a retweet in the uh, I will I'll give him a mention (laughs) yeah good stuff good stuff 
Um, we've got a few men, a couple of other mentions today, uh, which we'll go into in a bit. That was in regards to uh, yesterday's game. I think you've got one, and I've got a couple as well. Um, before I do that, though, um, obviously it's going to be all about Shrewsbury mainly this week, but there's a couple of killer mentions, and also give a, count, a shout out to our, our guest earlier on in the uh, series, uh, Bradford and Kelly fan, um, who had a great weekend watching Bradford get stuff three one at home to Northampton, um, <laughs> and he said that ex prick Mitch Pennock who <laughs> who scored, so he had a he had a fantastic weekend. Um, so obviously the World Cups gathered momentum and kicked off this weekend. He he and you know he went to watch Kelly the week before. Um, I think his train got delayed and he was moaning about the um, the situation there. And then he's not, you know, so he didn't have a great time getting back. And then he had to go watch Bradford the week after, um, get stuff. Oh. So, and 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 Harry Chapman isn't really doing the business at Bradford. I've not seen him doing much. Um, Doesn't sound like he's done anything since he left town. Really? No, nah, I think Towns is home, and he needs to come back yeah. to town, doesn't he? Maybe we'll get oh. him in January. Maybe get him on the line. Yeah. Maybe every but, time he's available, will um, all the fans will be shouting for him like they do with bloody Paul Hurst every time he's available. <laughs> Does my head in? <laughs> uh, well, well, well. Shout out to well, shout out to our uh, our guest previously. There. So he, he uh, do you remember? Do you remember that he had some great uh, chat, didn't he? About uh, once when he was in a pub and the um, he he was he was first. Uh, I think it was in Leeds, wasn't it? And the uh, he went in and he basically nearly got started on like yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, I think it was wearing a. I think he might have been wearing a Kelly scarf or something. It was like similar colours. I think so. Yeah, that was that was quite funny. But yeah, he he didn't have a great day yesterday. So, um, but but that's the life of being a lower league fan, isn't it? Oh, mate, those those journeys, especially the one where you mentioned about the, the journey. Like I've had a few journeys on a train to an away game, and it always happens after you've got beat as well. You never get a terrible journey home after you've won. It's yeah. um oh it's fucking horrible, mate. Honestly, I think um MK Don's last season was mine. Like that's a pretty straightforward journey. It's just two trains, and um yeah, I got back so late. But um yeah, I feel his pain. Nah, it's um well to be fair, we won last week. It was a win. Um, but I think it, it was I don't know what happened. It basically, his connection got missed because of rugby fans. And if it was the way around, it was football fans. The police would be on us, but you know, it's yeah. rugby fans. It's totally different, isn't it? It's like oh, yeah. football fans and rugby fans get treated totally different when it comes to that. And it, that is one thing that annoys me. But yeah, he, he he put a tweet out last week about that. And and then I, I was just laughing at what he put up yesterday. I actually seen that Mitch Pinnock scored. Um, so ex Kilmarnock player that you know a lot of Kelly fans will know when we got relegated. He was actually, for me personally, I thought he was all right he was, at times, you know, but personal preference and that but obviously uh, I could tell uh, Sai wasn't a fan of him um, and I don't <laughs> think it helped the fact that he scored uh, against Bradford so um, in front of the cop so that must have been the uh, the stand where he sits in a uh, valley parade but yes um, shout out anyway to Sai he's a, he's a good lad and uh, travels uh, up and down to Kelly as well so um, shout out to him Um so yeah, that brings us on uh, to yesterday, and Shrewsbury Town played out a one-nil defeat away at Hillsborough, um, a, a ground where Steve Cottrell mentioned in his post uh, pre-match report, um, you know his interview, sorry, um, saying how he had a pretty good record there and he quite liked playing at Hillsborough. And to be honest, it, it was a game where first half, let's face it, we were pretty poor. Um, maybe lucky to go one nil down. Mm. Um, 
and then second half we really did rally together and if we got a draw i don't think it would have been um you know it would have been a deserved result that definitely didn't deserve enough to win it let's let's face it but we definitely did well to battle in second half dig deep and get a draw if we'd lost though which we did you know you kind of complain but a draw certainly would have been sort of the the most we would have deserved um, i agree i agree so before we sort of go into it and all that you came on before uh we went into recording and, and you said um you chuckled at something but you weren't going to ruin it for me so uh, yeah yeah so, so t- to tell me what happened at four o'clock um yesterday afternoon yeah so after the first half i had a, a direct message on twitter from a lad that um i chat to now and again about the boxing but he's a he's a sheffield wednesday fan and um he's been giving me a bit of shit in the build-up to this as well so um and uh all he, te- all he messaged me was half time. I hadn't even looked at the score at this point because I, I had no signal where I was for half an hour or so. And all he put was, how do you ever score? That's all he put. And I, I was so pissed off because I thought, That's, I want to know the answer to that question. Why do we never score? Yeah, um, this, yeah you're, ask, toothless, you're asking mate, every, toothless. You're, you're asking every Shrewsbury fan that. You know what? Like, see, for me, right, I just... Get, I totally get Town's frustration. Before we go as well into any further, let's give a massive, massive shout out to the Shrewsbury Town fans at Travel oh, yeah, 1,030 yeah. fans. You know, for me, you know, that's fantastic as a level of you know, the club, that, you know, the size of our club, the, the amount of fans we get. Forget about all these fans saying, oh, you know, Leeds would have took more. Or, yeah. You know, and then the, the big clubs that, that laugh at you know the, the smaller clubs and I, you know I mean for a, t- a team of us right if you think our attendance probably on average is six and a half thousand I think it is roughly but then you, you take away 1500 of that on average because most teams bring big crowds but we're just over 5,000 fans at home so that's basically a fifth of our home attendance yeah, yeah. that is fantastic like you know, when you think of it in that way, it's, it's that's that's brilliant. You know, it's a yeah. great it's great support, especially this you know, cost of living crisis at the minute. Christmas coming up, it's um, not down the road. It, it's it's exactly it's a good three hours away. Is it two and a half three hours? Yeah, away? about two and a half. Yeah, two and yeah, two and a half three hours away. The trains are, are dire at the minute, so yeah. it puts people off. You know, prices of price of fuel's gone up. Um, you know, everything cost of living. People having to crunch the bills, this, that, and the other. I mean, you know, let's let's just put all that into context as well. Inflation's gone up by one eleven point one percent. It was announced this week. You know, that is fantastic. Unbelievable. Truly, you know, and every single fan that went yesterday, big massive shout out to you. So if you're listening, you know, credit to the club. You know, we're not doing a great either. So you throw that into the mix. We're not. When I mean great, okay, we're in a good position in the table. We're, we're sort of not really going anywhere as such, but we, you know, we're not playing great football. So you know, again, I think that you know, that's just for me. That's just, that blew me blew me out when I seen that yesterday. And um, I'm sure Glenn, who obviously recently, uh, you know, sadly uh, passed away like last week, um, you know, he would have been proud of that as well. Oh yeah, you yeah. know, been a passionate Salopian, and yeah, it was a fantastic. I, I just, you know, it was great to see, and uh, you know, credit to credit to everyone that went to represent uh, Blue and Amber yesterday. So well done to you. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, I love our away support. I really do. It's always been good though, mate, hasn't it? Like, um, yeah, always. Just, I mean, was it 200 that went to Plymouth on a Tuesday night? Like, that's just ridiculous, isn't it? Like, uh, and again, I know what you mentioned there about the trolls who laugh or, you know, belittle certain clubs for not taking as many as, as others. Um, but who gives a fuck? 200 people travel down to Plymouth on a Tuesday night. Like, it's just ridiculous. And, it doesn't matter whether we were in the conference riding high with Paul Hurst. We just always take a good crowd. Like it, I never go to um, an away end and think, God, we ain't done very well here. We, we, given the circumstances, we always travel well. And um, yeah. it's one of the best parts of our club. It really is. Yeah. No, even in the piss and rain in Fleetwood, we took about 450, 500. We got a one nil yeah. win to take in a, you know, over, I just, I just love our club and, you know, I love our away support and I've always loved going to an away game more than a home game at times, just because the atmosphere is great as well. No, not taking out the atmosphere because the home atmosphere at times is fantastic as well. It's really gathered momentum in the last few years. And it, it, for me, it, it died of a death at, at, at times. I think that was just with the ground getting used to being open and, and that, but they've really got that right mix now, especially with the the south stands. You know, they generate great atmosphere. Then you've got parts of the um, where where you sit as well. You know, the along that area that generates great atmosphere. And then you've got the family sections that really sit, you know, on the other side. So uh, for me, I, I obviously when I went last year, I sat in the family area and it was great. You know, because wherever you sit, you seem to get some sort of good atmosphere. And yeah, you know, I, I, I do. Tend to find home games are okay as well. Um, can be sometimes a bit hard. Um, obviously, we you need the players to give you something, but you know there is a lot of generated atmosphere around parts of the ground. But yeah, especially away as well. You know, you get your core support going week in, week out. Um, so yeah, big shout out to them for not just yesterday, but for you know every game they do, you know, go to and long may that continue because in the, the day, um, doesn't matter what club you support whether it's Kilmarnock up here in Scotland or whether it's uh, obviously Shrewsbury or anyone else up and down the country, you know, your, your team thrives and lives on your, your, your support, you know, good and bad, rain and shine. And, you know, when it, if, if a club dies, that's when your fans rally together. You know, if, you, yeah. if, you're gonna, if you're on the brink of administration or whatever, your fans pull together and they're the ones that suffer the most, but they're also the ones that keep you going. So. Yeah, definitely. So big shout out to the fans. Going a bit deep there, but you know the fans. <laughs> are it's true. It's so true. <laughs> the fans are the core of the club and always yeah. will be, and that is one beauty about a football club. It doesn't matter who comes in, doesn't matter who goes out, doesn't matter how they're treated. The fans will never change. They'll still be fickle. They'll still be singing and dancing when it's all good. They'll still be moaning and bumping the gums when it's crap. Yeah, that's what we love about football, and that's what we should remember, you know, our fans. So anyway, we'll go into Sheffield Wednesday in more detail now. So first off, as we mentioned, was poor. It was it was it was not pretty. I think for uh, for for us though, I've got sympathy for Steve Cottrell in a way. I haven't. I haven't. Uh, well, I say I haven't. I haven't. I have. Let's face it, right? Injury crisis is is is. <sighs> Deep, just deep yeah. at the minute. Yeah, Let, let's face it. First half, we, we'll go into injury crisis and how I think about Steve Cotter and whatnot in a minute. But for me, I, I don't know. A lot of people will say we need to play better. We need to play a better brand of football. It's boring to watch this out and the other. But at the end of the day, right? Steve Cotter can only work with what he's got. The injuries come into part of that. 
Now, for me, I feel as though if you're going to go to Sheffield Wednesday and you try and play this brilliant round of football, you open yourself up to um, being caught on the counter. What Town are could that has been very solid and that. And I thought first half, even though they weren't, it wasn't pretty. We didn't create anything until we had a shot near the end of this half from Sadie. Which, yeah, let's face it, it's not great. We need to really be more positive. The same point, you know, I thought we defended well. And it's just a shame that we conceded that goal from a set piece, which is something that Town are very strong at. Yeah. Um, to concede from a set piece, for me, I just felt, even though we were poor in attack, we were great and solid in first half. And, and it was just a shame that we, we conceded from a sloppy set piece, which for me... All it takes is for you to lose your man for a second, a split second, and that's it. And unfortunately, I mean, it was a glance in there. It was a great goal from the guy, but we made it too easy for him. And, and that was a really disappointing thing for me in the first half, uh, to concede so late in the first half as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, you said the word uh, sloppy. That was a word I'd written down. Um Sloppy defending. We're usually so good from set pieces as well, aren't we? You know, um, with especially when we play the three and and yeah, he just got a, he basically got a free run across across goal, didn't he? Um, towards yeah. the near post, and it was so simple. Morose. To be fair, Morosi actually kept it down from what could have been a three or a four with some of the saves he made. Um, but he just had no chance, and the lads in front of him didn't help him at all with that. Yeah, I think I think I think you see right. Everyone will talk about how bad we were first half. And we were, but then obviously we were chasing the goal. So second half we had to come out. But then if you yeah. imagine if we played like that first half, because like at, when we, as much as we played like that second half, and we really went for them and did really well, they did open us up at times. And I think Josh Windass um, should have, or no Barry Bannum, I think it was should have scored a second. Yeah, what a fantastic save from Lucy. Yeah. And then obviously the follow up, you hit the side net and yeah, two, yeah, two, two opportunities to really bury the game. But it's it. And that's what happens when you open yourself up and you counter more. But it's about getting that balance. And I just think Town, for me, are too defensive. It's great setting up a defensive, um, you know, target um, or, you know, you know, for the first maybe 20 minutes and that. But it's the same point, when you get that sort of past that 20 minute mark, Town need to start being a bit more adventurous. And that's something we're not doing. And I just think um, we've, banged on about it all season. It'd be interesting to see the stats in more details. I've not really looked too much, but from what I saw at times, I play play again was sloppy. The passing, you know, possession wasn't as great. Um, hence why we weren't creating much, and we're just giving the ball too much to them. And yeah, they had nine shots on goal. I think in the first half, only two on target. But on another day, they could have had four or five, and, and they could have gone in. So you know, we we do ride our luck at times. And I think as much as we are strong at the back and it's great that we've got a solid defence, we can't rely on our defence and our goalkeeper week in, no. week out. You know, um, None of us true. And you have got to remember as well, like just, um, you know, a bit of a reality check. We, we have gone and played away there against one of the, the best League One sides around, I would say. Um, you know, yeah. Barry Bannon, he he pulled the strings yet again. I thought he was class last season in both games. And um, he's probably one of the best players in that league. And you look at players like Windass that you mentioned as well, that quality um, is, <laughs> we only, we'd only dream of having a couple of players like yeah. that in our team. So you have got to put things in perspective as well. Yeah, definitely. And we, we, we really, really did give it a good shot second half. I mean, there yeah. was Bayless, Leahy, um, I think Street, I mean, Bloxham, we all had chances second half to get in at Dunkley as well against his former club and he got yeah. a big reception, which I think he put out on Twitter saying he was disappointed to lose, but was really appreciative of the reception he got and also the um, 
you know, meeting friends and family. So it's quite a surreal day for me. It would have been ironic if he got the equaliser or, or whatever. And I was sort of, it would have been fitting to, for him to have scored and that. But yeah, again, he came close with a header. And you know, it we 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 did show at times where where we are where we are vulnerable at the minute this season for some reason in in certain areas from set pieces. We're also quite strong. I mean, Exeter at home, we could see the sort of sloppy goals from set yeah. pieces. There's probably other games that we've gone by recently that again we've conceded from sloppy set piece, which we're usually strong at. Same point, we've been quite direct and strong from set pieces ourselves. You know, so you know we did we did show some attacking threat, and it was just a shame that we don't sometimes start like that or, or or at least once we gather momentum in the game and sort of maybe hold that out for that 20 minutes against a strong team like Wednesday we try and look in and maybe fret more because for me best form of defense is attack you know it's mm-hmm. the old cliche that's and it said you know and we, if we just we just don't seem to do that I mean you know on on results and paper you look at that that's now Charlton one nil Oxford, we came back, but we were one nil down. You know, um, Barnsley one nil. You know, it's it's Sheffield Wednesday one nil. Yeah, we're not getting hammered in that, and we're, we're defensively looking okay. But you just feel like once we concede that goal, we struggle. Don't look like yeah. We do struggle to come back. I mean, Oxford, we talked about. I talked about set piece. There you go. Set piece. It'd be interesting. I would probably say half our goals this season, probably seventeen of our goals have come from set piece situations, whether it's a corner, free kick, or a penalty. Whereas, you know, we haven't had too many goals where there's been good possession of play. I can only think of a couple off the top of my head. Uh, Fleetwood away, not Fleetwood away. Oh, Fleetwood away was one. Um, at Forest Green away and MK Dons at home. And, and ironically enough, funnily enough, those three games, we've won those games. So yeah. we really do need to start playing a bit more football and getting the likes of um, Bayless and Shipley, you know, involved more. But... This is isn't this where the injuries comes in as well to play? Where last season we probably had the same squad depth near or near enough, but the problem last season was we didn't have the quality, um, and then it took it took a while to really get going. In later on in the season, we obviously picked up and and obviously we did really well in the end. But I feel this season we've got the similar squad. We've got the quality. But last season, what didn't happen was we didn't get the injuries. So we, we could afford to have that bad start, but still have that squad depth. Whereas this season, we haven't got that squad depth and we're getting these injuries. And we always said this last season, didn't we? Like, what about if certain players get injured? What, who's yeah. going to replace? And this season, I mean, for me, I look at that team. We've got we've got a team that's had Udo and Nurse out for pretty much most of those games. And they're out till the end of the season, right? But we're in a position where we're only six, seven, seven points of the playoffs with nine points clear of relegation. You know, a couple of wins, you're sort of right back in there. And it's it's a mad season because there's so many piled up in there. But if you, you think about it, where would we be if we had a, an Udo who could finish? Yeah. Or, and, we had a, and we had a George Nurse who could play on that side, which means Shipley could play in his more advanced position in midfield yeah. and give us a bit more creativity and attack. And for me, I just feel we've just been unlucky with injuries. If it was as a, as a result of that, though, it's 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 sort of balanced it out to feel very similar to last season in a way, though. It's just well, <laughs> it, it, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's a, that's the thing, and it's frustrating, really, because to be fair, Cottrell got the players in. You're thinking, well, to be fair, that's a decent squad. Yeah, you, you did feel though there was a player or two missing, but you thought, right, that's fine. We have got that squad, but 
you never could expect for a minute that you'd have O'Brien, Bennett. Um, Bennett, who's only come in for a few games. He's back out again for about 12, 12 weeks now. 12 weeks. I know. The cost who started while he's out now for God knows how long. And then Nurse and Udo out for the season. Nurse, probably up your top three players of last season uh, in the squad. And Udo, your top goal scorer. They're not just bit part players. You know, no disrespect, but if Bowman's out for the season, you can cope with that because Udo's yeah, been playing anyway. Out. Yeah, exactly. And he's been on the bench. But, and, and that's the thing you, you mentioned there at the start squad depth and all that and, and, and how we dream to have these players. You see, when you look at that Sheffield Wednesday bench yesterday, I think they had players like Lee Gregory on the bench <laughs> um, and other sorts of players that, you know, you're thinking, oh, they should, I suppose they're not starting. And then you look at our bench and I think we had Harry Burgoyne, Ryan Bowman, and then all the rest were youngsters like Bloxham, Hutchings, Barlow. We had Pike as well, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, and, oh, obviously Pike yeah. as well, you know. But yeah. again, Pike's, as no disrespect, but he's a, he's a bit part player. You know, he's not one of those players you'd look at and think, yeah, okay, he's a try, he's done well this season, but he's not going to change the game. The same as Bowman. You look at him and think, considering, you know, he scored a few goals last season, but he's just, again, he's just, you know, for me. Didn't even get on, did he? Nah, and that's the thing. And, and for me, I just, for me, it's going to, it's a, it's a case of like, grinding out results now till January, like I said last week, and really, really need to, you know, the chairman needs to really support uh, the management team and, and get some players in, whether it's on loan or, or, you know, if there's any cash there to really, you know, spend a bit. Because we, we can't go on the rest of the season with this. I mean, the see, for me, the team's a bit unbalanced at the minute, and it's all because of that left-hand side. As much mm. as Shipley's trying to do the best there, it's not his position, and I, I, for me and everyone else, we want to see Shipley in the more advanced position with Bayless, you know. And that's what we, you know, I felt when also when Nurse was playing, you had that balance, and then you had Shipley and, and Bayless were playing some of their best football at times, you know, um, earlier on in the season. And yeah, it's just it's just frustrating as a town fan at the minute. But I feel I feel underwhelmed, really underwhelmed, and and even to see the the clock ticking yesterday, and clearly things weren't working. We, yeah, things improved a little bit, but he waited until about 80 minutes before making a change as well. Um, now, I know that the, the bench wasn't as strong as we have had um, because of the injuries, but fucking hell, 78 and 80 minutes. Um, oh, I just thought it's a bit late, isn't it? It is a question for you, right? But the balance I just mentioned there. See, see, for me, I personally feel, and I can't comment as much as other town fans listening to this or yourself because you know don't go to the games i can watch the games but sometimes a bit different but i see on the outside looking in at certain games i've watched and that that lee he is not the same player nowhere near the same player that he was last season would you agree on that i would agree yeah but would you think because of the current situation and injury crisis would it not be a more sensible and wise position to put lee he out where shipley is and put shipley in the middle for me, I just think it's because there's times where Shipley's got caught out, um, and it's not because of it. It's not his own fault. It's just not his natural position. I just think Leahy, that's been his natural position. Okay, he's probably a better midfielder than maybe a, a left-sided player. But again, I just feel that whilst we've got this injury crisis, Leahy, for me, would benefit from playing in that position and and putting Shipley further forward. Or even if you don't start the game like that and you start with Shipley out left and Leahy, see if you are getting bombarded and not getting forward like yesterday in the first half, you can just alternate that round and put Leahy out left and put Shipley forward. I just feel as though 
Shipley for me is the main man alongside Bayless, and he needs to be in that sort of attacking role. Um, it's worth giving it you, a go. It's worth giving you, it a go because. Do you, go on. No, I was saying, do you, do you think that? Do you, do you think that though is is, a, is something that you agree on, or would you do you think? No, I, I definitely think it's something they should try because um, something ain't working at the minute, and we're losing out on a such an attacking player in Shipley. Yeah, he bombs up and down, but. It leaves us vulnerable on the left-hand side anyway, and it's not his natural position. So, yeah, putting Leahy there would be good. My only worry with that is at the minute, because obviously that would leave Winchester needing a partner in midfield, which naturally would be Taylor Moore, I would imagine. But then who do you play at right back? Do you play Pike there? I mean, because we've just got no one at right... I mean, Taylor Moore played right wing back yesterday. For me, I would... um... I don't know. I would actually play Winchester out wide, right? Because um, he's played there before. Right wing um, back. Yeah, right wing back. Yeah, you could do that, yeah. In the middle uh, with, with uh, Shipley and then Bayless further forward. Um, but we, uh, it, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what You know what I found strange, though, was obviously Charlie Caton went out on loan to Chester. And I thought yeah. it was bizarre considering how light the squad was because he's got more first-team experience than... Um, players on the bench, but when was know, the last time he got on in a league game? Though that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I very rare, isn't it? Yeah, he's played a couple of games this year, but I mean, you know, you look at Hutchins and that, you know, he's he's not made an appearance and he's suddenly come on the bench. But mm. you know, it's it's at the end of the day, it's it's just really. I mean, for me, I just I just I look at last season and yeah, we we're in the same sort of position as, in terms of squad and that. Uh, we're pretty much near enough seventeenth again. But the good, the good thing <laughs> is, the good, the good thing is though we're nine points clear still. We didn't lose any momentum, uh, you know, in terms of um, you know, teams were closing in at certain points, and we were like seven points off or six points off. But then late goals went in, so that went uh, for us. Um, I think we just need to get to. Um, I think we've got like Peterborough in the cup, and then we've got. I think we've got Peterborough in the league as well. Link, Lincoln, we've got Lincoln yeah, after that. Yeah, yeah then Peterborough. Yeah. And and they are winnable games, you know. They are winnable games. So we just need to win one of those games. And you know what? I mean, we win a game, and you shoot back up about three or four places. So yeah, for me, I'm not too concerned at the minute because it's one of those seasons where I wasn't expecting playoffs. What I want to see is I just want to see us picking up results as we go along in the season, but try and play better football. I'm not too bothered. I, you know, if, we lo- if we lose 1-0 and we play a great game, yeah, I mean, you don't get any points for playing well, but at the same point, you do want to watch, um, you know, you turn up to watch football, like, and, and it is hard. It is hard. And I get why towns are frustrated. Totally get that. But at the same point, like, so you've got to put, put things into perspective. You've got to put the injury crisis here. Um, at the minute and what we're, we're dealing with um, and you've also got to deal with um, other factors as well so it's it's one of these at the minute where it's, it's a bit of a weird season isn't it really we were yeah. excited at the start all these players and then we were excited about the results and in the playoffs at one point and a point or two outside but now we're seven points off the playoffs it feels as though it's all doom and gloom again but then let's not mm-hmm. forget we're nine points clear of relegation you know so it, it's not it, you know we're in a, still in a good position there's loads of points to play this season um, and, and there's a chance to maybe freshen things up in January and it's not too far away so I'm not in a position where I'm like oh this is shit but I just want to see better football and I'm sure every town fan will agree that that's you know if they play better football and lose 
Just let you know then. So that's be all it. Can ask. Yeah. That's all you can ask. And I'm sure for I never doubt for a minute that those town ta- those town players are not trying. Every one of those are trying their best. You know that, and it, it's just sometimes it's a hard watch, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. Um, it's a very different league this season as well, isn't it? Like you said about moving up places with one or two wins. But like this time last season, it felt like you could you could win three or four in a row, but you'd still be in the same position. There was a big gap between sort of like the top 12 or 13 and the rest, wasn't there? Do you remember? And um, it didn't matter what you did. You were just still down there. Um, but it is a very different league and positive hat on couple of wins and you're comfortably back in the top half well, at least you, you've got the likes of Cambridge and Cheltenham around Christmas time and that and no disrespect yeah. to them two teams but they'll be looking at Shrewsbury and thinking there's three points there but at the same point we'll be looking at three yeah. points there as well so we've just got to get the better of them games and they're the sort of games they're, they're the sort of games you want to look at and, and that sort of moves on to the next part of sort of the podcast really I want to talk about is how you know they're the game they're the bread and butter games but I mean this league has always been a fantastic league to be in I mean it's amazing how many big teams are in this league now. Yeah, ex ex Premier League size as well. I think there's seven seven ex Premier League sides in in League One. Don't you think we play better as the underdogs? We do. We we what's that? What's that? that what's that um, sign in the uh, South Stand? Is it a South Stand? What's the uh, flag? Oh, um, standing taller amongst giants. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that in the South Stand? Is it or is it um, uh, your side? Can't side it's now. it's behind the uh, the safe standing. Ah, uh, yeah. So the South yeah, Stand. Yeah. So uh, exactly, standing tall amongst giants. That is pure class. Shrewsbury. <laughs> pure Shrewsbury town to a T. That is. I mean, I put out something later on in the week, and mm-hmm. that was just four games at random that I remember. Yeah. Like big, big results, like you know, against teams, and I just feel as though like we thrive when we play against them. But I feel as though see, see, see. Ever since I've been supporting Shrewsbury in the twenty-five years. I feel, and and even be, even before that, when I hear stories, we historically have always been a great cup team, and I'm not talking about your, you know, we're not talking about recent times when playing like to Chelsea and Man United, and you know, um, drawing against West Ham and Liverpool, and, yeah. and even back to Everton. I'm talking about back in the '80s when we had Graham Turner as manager, player manager, and beating Ipswich, Ma- Man know, City, yeah, yeah, the Man City's or Tony Adams Arsenal. Uh, I think there was games against Blackburn with Alan Shearer, and you know, we're talking like with the Wimbledon's as well. I mean, we we've always historically probably. I would say as far back as the 80s, maybe even beyond, you know, further than that, but especially from what I've heard back from in, in that, I mean, we've always historically been a cup team and I really do feel as though, like, it's sort of our DNA of our, our club. I, I do believe that. I think, like, if if you were to speak to towns, like old and new town fans, how would you describe Shrewsbury Town? You would describe them as a, as a, um, a dogged team, a fighting team, you know, right to the end. Um, you know, a cup, a cup mentality, and that is us. You know, we do fight. Okay, it's not pretty on the eye at times, um, but but we do have a great, great, um, you know, um, mentality in that way, and and we do. We 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 seem to like even last season when we played. You know, we go to Rotherham away and we win three 0 I mean, where does that come from? You'd never expect that. Yeah. You'd never. Um, but but there's, I mean. Sheffield United away in midweek when they were like top of the league in League One. Um, and we went 1 0 down, and then all of a sudden we we're winning 4 1 at Bramall Lane. I mean, that's just unheard of. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, but but then but then you go and play like AFC Wimbledon a week later or something and lose. You know, that's just 
typical town. But yeah. Stoke I mean, was another one we didn't mention from recent times as well, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, Stoke. I mean, God, you know, Stoke. Okay, well, obviously, I said to you earlier on in the week, I said, right, we're going to sort of talk about underdogs and that, and we've got on to this now. So, I mean, for me, when I mentioned that, what, what, when, when I say about said about Shrews being underdogs and what I just said there, what, what games come to your mind straight away? So you mentioned um, Stoke. So what other games come to your well, mind? I mean, uh, the ones we've discussed there are generally cup games, but I, I feel like some of the league and playoff games have have, have really felt like um, you know us being underdogs because we have had so many big teams or fantastic teams in, in League 2, League 1, you know, whichever league we were in at the time. Uh, I mean, the obvious one for me is the, the MK Dons playoff game. Because um, I was thinking about Berry, but I don't think we went into that as massive underdogs. We just got battered on the day. But MK Dons, I mean, I, I didn't... It was almost like we had no hope um, going into that second leg. Um, that's that's one that springs to mind. Um you did put one of the games from the um, the 2017-18 uh, season. Was it Wigan um, you put on there? Yeah, um, Wigan. That, that, was, was, that was one that uh, came to mind as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, my go-to would have to be MK Dons, mate. Yeah, I mean, MK Dons, I remember that being a great day out as well. But it was it was, it was was one of those games where the bookies were, the MK Dons were the bookies' favourites. Um, you know, Rightly they so. Had, they, they, they had all the... The, the, probably the money I think from that time they, they obviously had players from championship and yeah they, they just had abundance of, a quali- of quality whereas we, we we were sort of like weren't expected to be in the playoffs I don't think really because no. after the season we had before that I think we finished like mid-table and that and um, Shrewsbury at that point were a team where they were just like a lead to mid-table team and they just obviously from the conference not long before that so yeah, again, we we really did. Um, it was unexpected, but that, that was a, that was a real result. And then, but but then even in recent times, I, I think I see at the minute Town now have got that. Um, they're now a, a, a sort of an established League One team. Yeah, we obviously yeah. got promoted under Turner, got relegated after not the first season, the second season, obviously Matt Jackson and that. Um, but but even that season when we got relegated to back to League Two before Mellon took charge. Wolves were flying high at the top. I mean, they were they were running away with that league at a canter, and we were like bottom of the table or second bottom with crew at the time, and we, we were pretty much down anyway. And I remember travelling down uh, from from obviously here at the time, and because it was Wolves and that, well, I kind of missed that game. Yeah, and, and my God, they were flying high at the top. And I expected us to get battered, and we yeah, drew nil nil. And Tom Eaves should have scored a winner in the last minute. Oh, just you know, you know what I mean, and. I think to myself, even when we was, got relegated a season, we were still picking up results against big yeah. teams. And I, for me, I just town thrive on away games. They're really doing that. And you know what? It's all that's what I enjoy about supporting town because as much as it's frustrating, I love the big games because you know when it's the big games, you know that you just you just got that sense of feeling whether it's going yeah. into the away end or coming in at home. You get that buzz around the place, and and you just feel like there's something in the air and you feel like it's our day and yeah so I, I love it I just totally love it I, and you know I, I can't wait to get down in February I think it's Wickham at home I'm trying to get down for that game um, yeah. it's actually the weekend the uh, live uh, in the Stiffs um, podcast is on at the theatre can you get down uh, for that on uh, the Friday 
Well, the thing is, I'm, I, I'm, I don't think there's any tickets now, but I'm hoping, because that's the plan, I'm meant to be coming down Friday to Sunday. Um, oh, so wow. I'm hoping I can, well, I don't think there's tickets anymore, uh, which is um, a shame. I'll, we'll have a look, we'll have a look. All right, but if there is, um, if there is any, then I, because I'll find that next week if I can get down. So I'm going to book flights from Bur- Glasgow to Birmingham. So, Oh, nice, nice. But yeah, no, I'm looking for that weekend. And again, it's a big game, big team, you know. And yeah. It's it's, 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 it's brilliant. But I, I love the fact that we just go into that. We don't fear no one. I mean, even that game against Everton, the season we got relegated. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we were poor after that. But that day, we just, we just made Everton look silly. Um, it was amazing. It was, it's great. And, yeah, that was a cup game, but yeah, even the league games. I mean, I think it was when Paul Hurst for, first come in, yeah. and obviously we were in the bottom at that time. And I think it was Millwall flying high in the playoffs, and we went yeah. to the new den, and and we won two one. And I mean, was it one nil? Um, and that was a that was a fantastic result. You know, again, you know, just showed out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, what we can do. Uh, obviously, Paul Hurst season, Charlton. Um, away, obviously beat Charlton in the playoffs. Um, but then it's typical town. You just have those games where you get great results, and then the week later, you know, disrespect. You play a team at, at probably your level, um, or a team you then maybe expect to get a result against, and, and you just, you know, we fluff our lines, yeah. and, and that's why we've never moved beyond anywhere but League One. But I at agree. least we're in a position where we are a solid League One team now. I think that's seven seasons or eight seasons in a row now. Yeah, we're one of the most long-standing teams in the whole of the 92, aren't we, in terms of the league we're in currently? Yeah, and I think it's good, though, because it means that there is some consistency there and there is some, you know, we're not a yo-yo club now. We're in a we're in a position where, and I, I do, and that's why I get why town fans feel we need to get to the next stage because, you, you, know, you know, we do need to get there, but it's about... It's about doing it the right way. And, and, you know, there's some teams that have gone up and down the leagues and, and whatnot and, and spent loads of cash and, and got into debt. So I still feel that if it wasn't for Wigan and Blackburn, spending, we were sort of cheated, I feel. In um, January, it was the January window as well, wasn't it? That was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel I feel we got cheated because when the results of the financial stuff came out after the, se- the season after, um, that angered me really, yeah. really angered me because. But then at the end of the day, you know, the cards were on the table at the time. We didn't get enough points, but it's just you know, if any other season that would have been promotion. Like, so, yeah, but oh, hey, another gonna... one, um, another one I can think of. Um, not necessarily the match, but the occasion would have been the great escape at Exeter. Um, oh, you know, yeah. going into that, I mean, yeah, the pressure. Every, yeah, the, I, yeah, I think, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I think that's the thing. That's what I think. That's what it's, even though it wasn't. A, I suppose it was an underdog game because obviously we were it was terrible. Yeah. But yeah. But, in, but but whether it's like we're against the bookies' favourites um, or it's against a big team like a Sunderland or a Portsmouth or whatever, nine times out of ten we get good results. I think remember last year or it might have been early on this season we beat someone or it might have been after a Derby fan was uh, repping Shrewsbury like. And and it really annoyed me. So I put up something about all the games we've played against big teams in the last ten years, and I think there was there was very very few defeats. You know, in that there was a lot of draws and a lot of wins. Um, I think like a best record against any of the teams was Portsmouth and Sunderland. Just, you know, we, I mean, I always remember us beating Portsmouth every year at yeah. one point. 
And um, even away, you know, that was the one of the best away games against one of the bigger teams was Portsmouth. You know, the season we got promoted from League yeah. 2. And yeah. Bobby Grant got that double. I mean, for me, when he scored that double that time, that's when I knew we were going up. This, yeah. this whole, you know, we were... The stage as well, isn't it? If you could do it on that stage. Yeah. No, and, and it's it's good. And, and that's why we've always attracted really good players as well, I feel, because, we, we you know, players look at us, at our team and think, you know, on the day we can do well and get the results. And it's just a shame, I think... Um, if we, it's a shame when I talk, go back to the squad depth as well. If we can just get past these injuries, yeah, um, and, and maybe even next season, you know, maybe get a, a two or three more players in place, yeah, and um, you never know. We, we we could be looking at moving on, but I do feel as though we're maybe a couple of seasons away from going up to that next stage. But if you look on last season, we were struggling in relegation. This season, we're pretty much been floating about in between playoffs and mid-table. Um, you know, maybe next season or the season after is maybe the step where we, we could be in that playoff position. So, um, you know, I, I do I do feel as though we're going in the right direction, even though it I seems so. like it isn't. But, yeah, going back to being the underdog, we, we, we thrive on it, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If there's any listeners out there obviously listening to this, uh, we haven't mentioned the game, and it's a game that you feel not not against maybe a big team, but maybe a game there we like like uh, Rob mentioned it was Exeter, you know, it was a it was a big pressure cooker game, or an MK Don's way. If you think there's another game out there that we've not mentioned, you know, give us a shout out, tell us what your thoughts were on that um, as well. So before we wrap things up, um, is there anything that you wanted to mention that obviously we? Uh, we, we we maybe not covered is there anything um no not really glad to see um lee morosi and shipley get through their uh, night out on the piss last night unscathed as well <laughs> i didn't see that i didn't yeah, oh lee lee's birthday wasn't it yesterday as, as much everyone is able to go out having a night out and and it's you know if, if we've had a bad day at work we can go out and have a night out and put pictures it, but for some reason, it just always grates on me if we've lost and the players go out and get hammered and they're all posing for happy photos. And which I know it's just me, it's just me, but it grates on me because I think you know a thousand people have gone home really pissed off yesterday. Right. And but a lot of them would have gone out on the piss. I just it's just a personal thing I don't like. Um, you know, everyone has a social life, but I think you just have to. I think when you're in that sort of position, I think you need to be a little bit mindful of that sometimes but again i might get hammered for that i don't know but um yeah i don't like it personally all right um just before we do um no, i totally agree with that too before we just um obviously leave it and uh sign off for this episode uh lee vaughan who i mentioned earlier obviously he's going to qatar he uh said he put up a few nice pictures yesterday at hillsborough um yeah he did all the I'm sure a lot of people know Lee's a, a big ground hopping fan. Uh, always enjoyed the trip to Hillsborough, and apart from the score yesterday, it was no different with a decent pre and post match stop off at the Kelman Islands with the usual suspects. Might have something out of the game if we've been braver. I think he's very mm. spot on with that point. That's pretty much what we said that, you know, um, we do fight and that we just don't have that lack of cutting edge, but some great pictures he's put up there. So, um, yeah, give Lee a follow. At, uh, on, on Twitter. Uh, there's also uh, Paul who mentioned that, to be fair, Wednesday probably played better last season when they got a point, which, to be yeah. fair, 
we've already covered. Uh, even Clinton Morrison, uh, who covered the highlights uh, yesterday for the EFL, uh, said that Wednesday weren't great. They have played better, but it's about getting results. And I think for me, it's right. You know, when you're at the top end of the table, not playing well, they're the results that sort of get you over the line in terms of promotion. Um, and, and they'll probably look back at that game maybe later on in, in the year or next season. Sorry, next year, um, come the end of the season. And they'll probably look at maybe that game as a game where, you know, they've done well. But at the same point, um, you know, goal difference comes into play at the end of the season. It's maybe a mm. game they probably think, oh, you know, we should have done better. So, yeah, three points it was. But again, it could be one of those games where we think, oh, we could have got a point there as well. So, yeah. And likewise, uh, we aren't we aren't taking a hammer in either. So when it comes down to the goal difference thing, we're not taking a pepper in on it either. Yeah, and then there's one other reply to that thread there. So Finn SWFC, I assume he's a Sheffield Wednesday fan. Uh, <laughs> um, we weren't great yesterday, but that's the difference we've made in a season. We hold on to these leads and grind out wins, even when we ain't play, playing great. So basically, pretty much what I said there. Yeah. You know, don't play great, get your win, go home turn up the next day for training or next week uh, and you start again. And uh, that's all you can do at the end of the day. If you're not playing well, um, don't lose the game. And I've said that a few mm-hmm. times this season, you know, if you're not playing well, get something out of the game. Unfortunately, we didn't yesterday, but on another day, you know, we have done. Um, but Sheffield Wednesday are up there because they've got the better quality and obviously they've got the better finishing and we haven't. Simple as. I think, do you think they'll go up? Yeah, I, I do. do. I, think, I, I think they do. I actually think Plymouth will slip away, you know. I think um, it'll be Ipswich mm. and Wednesday. And to be honest, I can't see anyone else catching up. Sheffield Wednesday, Ipswich and Plymouth. It's like a mini mini league of three up there. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got like two or three teams sort of trying to pull away. And then you've got basically anyone down from us to sixth or whatever that could, yeah. could get in that playoff spot. So yeah, it's a bit of a strain. I mean, it's only seven points off the playoffs. That's not too much in this league, is it? Well, um, we were further behind than that last season, weren't we? So exactly seven points for me. I'm happy with that. That's um, you know, that's a great position to be in. But so yeah, no. Some there's one more comment I wanted to say, and it was uh, Paul Kitson, who's uh, um, someone I know from the football back in the day. I used to uh, go to games with um, and still chat on here now and again. So <laughs> are you getting ready for this? So go on. he was at the game yesterday. And the, uh, let me just find it. Here we go. So this was 12 hours ago. He put, just remembered a classic moment from yesterday. I was arguing with a Sheffield Wednesday fan in a pub as he said we were shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then he put, probably not wrong, but you have to go back. Anyway, I get on the train home and who is sat opposite? No, us? no. But it's, this, but it's this bloke. Guess what? It turns out he was a fellow Salop fan. So he wasn't a Sheffield Wednesday fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh class. So that that's that's quality. Like so um oh. yeah, shout out to Paul Kitson there. He's obviously had a few beers like and um took him as a Sheffield <laughs> Wednesday fan, so I thought that was pretty pretty yeah. that was top quality stuff. Um so yeah, no uh, Paul um big massive town fan there. But he went to a game yesterday. I think he said that was his one and only away game he'll probably be to this season. Um it's one of those games I uh, sorry, one of those grounds I've not been to. I've been to Sheffield, mm. I've been to Bramall Lane. Um yeah. again, great atmosphere, but it's not Hillsborough's not one I went to. So I wanted to this season, but it's a shame I didn't get to go to it. But hopefully I'll get to go to it someday in the future. Yeah, uh, it is it is nice. I mean when you're there you can definitely feel the history. Um aye. but um 
yeah, it's it's it's, it's definitely. I think it's definitely one to to tick off because as all these new stadiums and upgraded stadiums come along, these old traditional ones are few and far between nowadays, aren't they? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much all the football covered. Uh, I think there's um, to anyone who's uh, watching the World Cup, enjoy it. Uh, to anyone who's doing their Christmas shopping and getting the Christmas songs and decorations on, um, enjoy. It's uh, that time of year, World Cup and Christmas, eh? What a mix. <laughs> uh, before we do go though, talking of Christmas, uh, and we'll uh, not really talk as much of Kilmarnock because they're not uh, playing. But uh, if you want to do your Christmas deed. Um, they're doing a collection uh, for presents, uh, which uh, link them to Salvation Army, obviously for kids less fortunate this year, uh, that won't obviously um, you know be able to be in the same position as a lot of us. Um, and obviously with the cost of living crisis, you know it's hard as well for for people to support. But if you can, I think they got five hundred or six hundred and twenty-three donations last year. Yeah. Uh, fantastic lot. Um, uh, fantastic achievement. Kilmarnock have also done well with the food banks recently supporting that. Um, you know, there's been some great, great support uh, from the local community in Kilmarnock. So, uh, to any Kilmarnock fans that are listening, um, the collection point is outside the Moffat stand, and that's on Saturday, the 10th of December, between 11 and 2 o'clock. So, if you can contribute anything there, um, wrapped up and just with the age of and um, of the of whoever it's to and, and the donation that would be fantastic um just remember there is less fortunate people out there so i know it's hard times for all of us as well but you know there is going to be even tougher times out there for people less fortunate than us so um you know it'll be great if you can contribute to that i certainly will be doing my bit come on but for now, um, that's all we have. Episode 19 next week. Um, Kilmarnock obviously not playing again. It, um, it's cup action for us next week. Are you going? Yep. Peterborough, yeah. Um, no, unfortunately not. It's um, it's my dad's birthday weekend. It's his 60th, so um, oh. yeah, I better not. <laughs> uh, well, happy birthday uh, to your dad for next week. Hey, um, just happy a quick 60. one. Um, he's, yep. he's, well, he's Welsh, and um, bear in mind, it's during the World Cup. He's never had a World Cup during his birthday because of a time of year, right? And... Um, on his birthday, Wales play on his 60th birthday in the first World Cup they've played in since 1958. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Bloody, that's that's incredible. To be fair, even for a, a person like me who's not really keen on the World Cup this year, that's that, you kind of kind of knock that. That's pretty good. So, so out of interest, then, so if your dad is is Welsh mm-hmm. and you're like an England fan, sort of, well, where where does that put you then? Yeah, are you one of these fans where if England do well, they do well, but once they're knocked out and Wales continue like they did back in um, 2016, 2016 you, you're cheering on Wales, are you? you yeah, know? I think that's probably the best yeah. way of putting it. But um, I'll tell you what, though, if um, if it comes down to that last game and England need to beat Wales, they, well, I could tell you where they can go. <laughs> so, so you, you, you and your dad are scrapping it out in the, in the pub. Pretty like. much, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> But no, and, I, I do hope they both get out of the group. And I, I genuinely think they will as well. Uh, and and also, uh, talking of shout-outs, we've had a few shout-outs tonight, uh, which is great. So it's good to shout-out to uh, a few of our uh, people there. But Wayne, uh, we forgot to shout-out to last week. So you texted me before you went to um, the Las Vegas, was it? And uh, yeah, you said, guess what Wayne's brought to me? And I was like, ah, got to be a killy pie. I actually forgot to reply to you. Yeah. And I was working, but yeah. We haven't had this so, conversation, have we? No, we've not. I was going to say, so, so did you, what do you think of the killy pie then? Do you like it? Yeah, it's very nice. 
very very nice um i'll definitely i'll definitely be um sampling more but you just can't get them around here can you You can't order them or anything so you you um, never know i might get santa to put one on your list for you i i do like a pie but yeah that was that was that was very good it was um go on you know the answer, don't you? You've got to come to a Kilmarnock game. You've got to put the, <laughs> forget about the football. Forget right. Forget about suffering. Like just what to do, right? Is come to a game where it's a winnable game because you're going to enjoy it. And then yeah, you know what? You know what? Like you you, you could get a potential Achilles pie at halftime, right? Mm. Cooked for me. Getting, yeah, cooked for you. You could get you could get a win potentially because it's at home. That's the best chance of Kilmarnock getting a win because the waveform is absolutely <laughs> dire. And then on top of that, you get Danny Armstrong scoring the winner and me singing Saturday night. Like the way you move, Danny Armstrong. Sorry, mate. But the signal's going. The signal's going. I can't hear you very well. Can you? Sorry. Are you still there, mate? Are you still there? <laughs> so, so that you could you could get all that. What, what what more could you want? What more could you want? I know. It's what dreams are made of. Yeah, but I'm glad you like the Kilmarnock play. Fantastic. I did. I did. There was a lot of pressure there, wasn't there? Oh, I know. Hey, no pressure. I knew it was going to be tasty. Like, it was funny, though, because I was expecting Wayne just to maybe say, like, I don't know, three or four buck. He sent me a picture going, like, like look what I've got. <laughs> he took, he looked like, he looked, he looked like, he looked like he'd been, he looked like he worked for him. Like, he just like <laughs> picked, a, picked a load off out the, out the back, like, and he's got like 12, 15 of them yeah and i was like i was like I he must have a big freezer or something like, <laughs> um, yeah a big one in his but, bloody garage or something yeah but no shout out to wayne good lad yeah. he's uh he's coming up here next year as well so uh I've, there's it's great it's, you know doing this podcast of like literally sort of slowly getting shrewsbury fans getting to follow like to kilmarnock and not just that getting into a sample the kilmarnock pie well you know that's brilliant yeah so that's that's two more people um from Shrewsbury now, eating come on at pies. So, <laughs> long, come up, come up to Scotland. Come on, we need more fans in the ground. I will, if, I will. I, pro- you, I promise you, I, pro- I promise, I will, I will come to a game. But where, does the season cut short, or do they finish in May? They finish in May, and then okay. split. I, pro- I promise, but I'll come to a game. What, before what, the end I will, of what I will say to your Shrewsbury fans, listen, right? If you're finding football boring, right, and it's really painful. Come to a Kilmarnock at home game. You'll guarantee goals. Might not be in the right end, but there, <laughs> there, there won't be any one nils. It'll be potentially like, like two threes or or two ones. You know, you'll get plenty of action, and uh, you'll get a command at pie. You'll get me singing entertainment for you. Um, I'll buy a hat. Yeah, buy a hat. Yeah, just it, it's great. Honestly, it's good atmosphere and. It takes away the mundane, boring football at Shrewsbury at the minute at times. Um, don't then, go to an away. Don't go. Don't go to an away game. Uh, yeah, but don't go to. Yeah, well, you could. Yeah, but don't go to an away game. Do not go to an away game because then it will feel like you're watching Shrewsbury. No goals, no wins, draws. Yeah. yeah, just yeah, it'd be like watching Shrewsbury. So yeah. anyway, that's all we got time for. I did say I was going to keep it to an hour, but I like to ramble on. I'm sorry <laughs> to your listeners. You've had to put up with me rambling on for another hour and nine minutes. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed our chat. I hope, Rob, you've enjoyed it. Yeah, man, it's good. It's good. Good. Do you know what, though? You never quite know where these conversations go as well. Like, um, literally, it's, right, Rob, we're going to be talking about being the underdog this week. Okay, cool. And then we end up talking about all sorts um, that we hadn't even written down. So I like it. I like We go off piece. You know what, right? It's amazing that you, how much... You can talk shite for an hour and ten minutes, isn't it? I know, I know. and it, and it, and it's quite bad. It's it's. And I feel sorry that there's going to be people listening to this for an hour and ten minutes. But hey, you know, if, <laughs> I suppose the beauty is you can always skip parts anyway. Not so. Yeah. Anyway, 
thank you once again. Uh, like I say, episode um, what well, we are nineteen next week, and we all bring in well, Peter right, FA Cup. I tell you what, we should uh, make it an FA Cup um, special, shouldn't we? So in the week, uh, get your thinking cap on on a particular game that you really enjoyed, other than Everton. <laughs> Okay, an FA Cup game, no problem. Yeah, okay. It, what? Yeah, an, an FA Cup game, and and it's got to be from what round are we on? Round two. So we'll do we'll round so. two. That's a horrible round because that's not that's not even playing like the minnows. In, oh my god! That's so what can made, it be? Can I, it be for good or bad reasons? It can be whatever you want it to okay. be. Okay, okay. I might I might try and find one where it pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was thinking Blythe, but I'm sure that was. I was thinking Histon. What about Histon? Remember Histon? Yeah, I think that might be round one. Um, it was the other one as well. Stains as well. Yeah, Stains. Who was that one? Is it? Um, is it Guysborough? We won. Um, yeah. Saying that last season, I really enjoyed Carlisle. So that yeah. One See, yeah, that's a good one. And then because oh, I was when you first suggested this, I was going to say um, Stratford from last season, but that was round one, wasn't it? Well, we can, you know, was it, we can we can talk about that. If you want to talk about round, well, basically, we're not talking round three because we're not there yet. So we talk round one or round two, whatever you want. I don't mind okay. round one okay. or round two. We'll just mix it up a bit. We'll do. We'll we'll basically talk FA Cup only next week. That's All a, right. a decent one. So if you're enjoying this one, great. If you want to listen um, to next week's, then why not contribute uh, to the usual at Two Clubs One Love. Also, uh, Rob, where what's your sign in on your page? Um, at Boxing Shrew. So boxing true. So if you want, oh, to, I'm on Instagram uh, now as well. Oh, you're on Instagram. Yeah, Hello, fine, I've finally oh. given in. So same at same at given, given in. So you've given into the World Cup, and now you've given into Instagram. Hey, what I never said in? I wasn't watching the World Cup. But you were the one who said you weren't watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to give in. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, for now, goodbye. Thanks, and see you next week. See you later, mate.